You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Brian Windhorst once again commenting on the Zach Levine trade news. Uh, uh, we're also going to talk about the Bulls closing out games. And it's officially been two years since Lonzo Ball initially went down with this injury. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, go to uh, empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. Pat, um, another Zach Levine trade update or whatever you want to call it. Brian Windhorst was on ESPN and he says this. If they could trade Zach Levine in the next five minutes, they would trade him. And Zach would happily go to the airport. I don't yeah. think anything has changed here. I think they absolutely want to trade him. Now, with Zach Levine coming in, fitting in well, like playing some of the best defense of his of his career, I would say, in the last five games, uh, being facilitating, not really trying to disrupt the offense at all, which is one of the things we did want to see from Zach Levine when he returned is how he was going to fit in. Um, but I think some Bulls fans have held out hope that this thing that we may still up end up holding on to Zach Levine and me and you've been consistent in telling people we had Darnell Mayberry on everything's still pointing to this thing is still going to probably end in a separation between Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls yeah. by this year's trade deadline. How are you feeling about it, Pat? I mean, listen, um, if you're still holding out hope, give up. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just, it, it it's, what Brian Windhorse is saying to me sounds exactly in line with what we've been saying the entire time, right? Zach Levine has to come back and has to play better because of the narrative that was created when he was out and the Chicago Bulls all of a sudden started winning day in and day out, right? Like all of a sudden we're looking at this team. We're like, wow, they're really a lot better without him. Now you see him, which in any role he would be traded to, he's going to be a number two. He's not going to be the number one option on these teams. So you see him now in a more of a number two role behind Kobe White, who's been scoring at an extremely uh, efficient rate. And you see a guy who's able to go out there and fit in really well with what the Bulls are doing. What that doesn't change is the dynamic that the Chicago Bulls have between the player and the head coach, the dynamic that Zach Levine has wanting to be that kind of player in a system. And on top of it all, the dynamic of the belief of the organization is Zach Levine to be a winning player. At the end of the day, the Bulls don't believe that a team with Zach Levine goes a long way. That's that's what it's going to come down to. And so I I 100% agree with Windhorse. I think Windhorse understands, or I think Levine, Zach Levine understands how the organization feels about him. I think he feels a different way about himself, which I love that that he still believes that he's this, uh, he can go out there and be an elite two-guard in the NBA. Great. 
but it's probably not going to happen here. And you're probably going to see this relationship end up being moved on from now. The interesting part is going to be if Jerry Reinsdorf is going to let things through, because like we talked about before, right? Is he actually using some veto power here on some of these deals that we're seeing? But listen, I, I would say prepare yourselves to give up uh, uh, on Zach Levine being here long-term because there are too many dynamics that don't have to do with basketball on the court mm-hmm. that are in play here. Yeah, and I think that that's a great way to put it is that I I, I get hoping, right? And, and don't get me wrong. Like a Zach Levine that's locked in in the way that we're playing, I think could be a really good player. I think when you go back and look at Zach Levine on that gold medal team, he stepped up defensively basically that whole stretch because he wasn't he didn't have to take on the that load offensively. And I think when you, yeah. Zach Levine, we've said it. He's better at it as a number two, and that's fine. There's, there's the, the, People try to say that like it's a bad thing. I'll tell you what, if you can be the second best player on the team and it can be a successful team, that's damn good. There's not a lot of people that can say that. So um, I, I get it, and I get the hope out because we want this team to be great, of being able to, to hold on to a player that really rounded out their game here in Chicago. But all things are pointing to the same direction, and to deny that is just being willfully ignorant. Yeah. This is not going to end in Zach Levine staying a Chicago Bull. And people can say all day, well, we should be trading DeMar before Zach. Not disagreeing with you per, per se. <laughs> but you still got to come to the reality of it is that Zach Levine will be moved. That's yeah. probably what's going to happen. Yeah, and and unless there's some... Like, there would have to be something publicly done, right? Because the trade request is publicly out there now. Uh, we yeah. know that the Bulls are putting out feelers. We know that the Bulls are trying to talk with teams to get him moved. The trade, the, rescinding the trade request would have to be something that Zach Levine does publicly and says, "Listen, I want to be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to leave the Chicago Bulls. I don't not want to be a part of the Chicago Bulls." And then everything goes back to the status quo. But at the end of the day, right now you're in a position where that's probably not going to happen. And the play on the court, you've kind of seen. Listen, I get it. There's still moments where we're winning, but we're. If you're not seeing the things that creeped up that caused us issues early on starting to creep back into Slowly this, but surely. I, I don't know what you're watching with Chicago Bulls basketball, right? There's so many things about this team where there's just too many moments where we get the Zach Levine turn, DeMar DeRozan turn, Zach Levine turn, DeMar DeRozan turn. Now, Kobe White's getting a little bit more of a turn in on the mix, but like for the most part, right, we, we're starting to see this team kind of revert back to what it was, even in winning efforts. So... I'm I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, when the timeline is going to be on this. We continue to tick closer. I mean, tomorrow's the deadline that everybody's talked about, right? That January 15th deadline, uh, or I'm sorry, today is the deadline that everybody talks about, that January 15th deadline where um, there are all the players Basically, are available. All the players become available. Everybody's yeah, available. Now you can go trade with the Lakers and get young pieces in. Now you can trade with, with uh, uh, Sacramento and get younger pieces in guys who just signed and different things like that. So now this is your opportunity to kind of really, I think today's going to be the day where you can take a real poll on what the, what the interest in Zach Levine is taking polls. Huh? I mean, you can take a real poll on what the interest in Zach Levine is. <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes aside, like, yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. Once everything is available and we, we I mean, you, we've said this, it's still, don't be surprised if it doesn't push up until right up until the deadline. Cause I think what's going to happen per like what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is that if Zach Levine is moved, 
he's going to be a consolation prize that for a team that misses out on DeJounte, misses yeah. out on Pascal, and has and has already basically gathered their assets that they could use for a trade, and then they're going to try to make that move for Zach Levine. It just comes down to, is it something that the Bulls front office is going to accept? And is old man Jerry going to accept it as well, since now we're hearing that he's he's one of the proponents against some of the offers that have been made for Zach Levine so far. I, I keep saying Miami, dog. I keep saying, don't be surprised if Zach ends up in Miami. I just, I, I, I get what you're coming at. I'm not, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just look at it from their standpoint. It's like, okay, I guess you're you're replacing Tyler Hero with Zach Levine at that point next to Jimmy. And the the thing I worry about in that case is never mind because it's Eric Spoelstra. I was about to say he's still then is still the best offensive player on your team. But it doesn't matter with Coach Spro. He's going he's gonna to make it work. Yeah, he's yeah. going to get down there with Spo. Spo yeah. going to be like, no, we just want you to stand here and shoot the ball. He's going to be like, for real? They were like, yeah. They just what, what was Billy Donovan having you do? He said I had to, like, run up and down and go around people and, like, jump off a bridge real quick and climb yeah, the stairs. going to literally style. look at him and say, what Pat Bev said, that's what I need you to do. Yeah, facts, bro. Like, I, 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 I would not be surprised if we see Zach Levine in Miami because, listen, is he – it's like you said, he's better Tyler Hero. Yeah. And you're probably going to get Tyler Hero back here in Chicago. You'll probably end up getting, I don't know, they they got so many like $450,000 contracts down there. I don't know what amount of players you can get. And you're going to get them trash picks. Yeah. That's where I mean, it's at at this point. It's like you said, Pascal right now is a bigger, which I which is weird to me. I'm not going to lie. Pat, when I look at Zach and Pascal, it's like y'all both kind of like, the same underwhelming kind of play. <laughs> well, I think for Pascal makes more t- sense for teams that need size, though. Like that's I think true. that's the thing that separates it. Like in and Pascal, I would say, as far as having the reputation, we know that Zach has the ability, but yeah. has more of a reputation of being an active defender than what Zach Levine has been. <sighs> Still not a good defender. I said active. Notice yeah. I, I chose my words very yeah poignantly there. Like I didn't say a a good defender, a a more active defender. Pascal's just a weird. And now all of a sudden, right, the Bulls may be in on Pascal Siakam, which that came out of nowhere where it's like, hey, uh, he might be a dark horse player because for the same reason, all right, because literally it's just like, I don't really know if this dude's good or not. Like I just, (laughs) I think he's good, but he's not like, oh my God, we got to have Pascal Siakam. He's a good basketball player, but yeah, Yeah. it's like, you got to question how much will he raise that ceiling for? He's not a number one. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Next up, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls and their inability to close out games strong. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors and that is Jace Medical. I know we come here, Uh, to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than uh, if my son or any of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, skin infections, and others. This stuff can really help any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. 
All right, Pat. The Chicago Bulls, man. Now, while the Bulls have been winning a lot more games, and that is the most important thing, right? It's getting the wins regardless of how you get the wins. Personally, Pat, I'm tired of seeing the Bulls have these double-digit leads, and then it comes down to the wire. We went to overtime against the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not mad against going into overtime against the Houston Rockets. They're the second-best defense in the league. They have a great coach on the side of that. But when you look at how the Bulls have not been able to just close these games strongly and have opportunities to play some of the young guys in garbage time, things like that. We haven't had that many big wins in the sense that we just blow a team out the water. And even that, like the blowout is, is maybe a bit of a stretch. We don't close games and have double-digit leads very often yeah. at the end of those games. How do you feel about the Bulls' inability to, to close out games, Sean? Since when? For, for at least the last four years. No, I'm just saying... When did this pop back up? I mean, because when perfect. when when Zach was out, we were actually doing a pretty good job at winning some games. We were, but we and still holding on to games. wins going into the fourth quarter. Like, hey, I can actually talk about not us almost blowing this game. No, I feel like a lot of those games still the Bulls were were gave up leads in the, in those games, bro. I think that it was more of a competitive game. It wasn't a hey, the I'll tell you the one thing that cut down dramatically and that I've seen every game since Zach has come mm-hmm. back, the scoring droughts. Yeah, well, the scoring that's drought, always been a thing though. It's always been a thing, but while yeah. Zach was out, there weren't these moments where it was because because you knew who to run things through. That's fair. That's you fair. knew where you were sending the basketball to. That's the problem in the second half of these games. We're getting too much his turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, his turn, my turn, your turn. Your your when Zach was out, the the times where we would have like two, three minute scoring droughts would be in like the second quarter when the only people in there were Dalen Terry, Io DeSumo, uh, Patrick Williams, right? Like, like you weren't seeing it as much. And then when you were seeing it, you were like, well, yeah, but we got to give our starters a breather here. And this team is good enough defensively to keep you in the game. Now you're seeing it again with your starters in the game going into the second half of games from the third to the fourth quarter. We've seen it almost every game that they've been back. Um, where there's just this lull in scoring. And it's just like, hey, guys, we got to figure out how to put the ba- the ball in the basket and not have four minutes where we don't do that. I think it's just too many people that need the ball in their hands. There's, there's one basketball, and there's too many people that need the ball in their hands, especially with Kobe White stepping up how he has for this dynamic to work. We lost the game the other day versus the Golden State Warriors where the Chicago Bulls had three players that scored 25-plus points. And it's just like, how did we lose this game? And then you go rewatch the third, you rewatch the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh, there's just random stretches where we're just walking up the court, pulling jump shots, going back down, trying to play defense versus one of the best scorers in NBA history. And all of a sudden, they were, the ghost of Clay Thompson returned. Like, it's, 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 again, turning back into the offense that it once was. And me and you have said this a million times, right? Like, when adversity hits you, you're going to fall back on who you are. With one of those two out in DeMar and or Zach, the, who that team is is a very different basketball team than when all three of them are in there because what the what two of those three are going to fall back on is, I'm going to shoot us out of this. I get No, I get where you're coming at with that. I, I don't really think that was a thing in the Spurs game with Zach only taking eight shots. But, I mean, generally, the long scoring droughts are, are a huge problem for the Bulls team as well. 
And we have lost some of that since, like, when we were talking about it was Kobe White, of course, getting, what, 25, 27 points, but then Pat, uh, uh, Io, Caruso, all, like, double digits somewhere, right? And even though in that game against the Spurs, I think we had seven players in double digits, like, it's still... It, it wasn't the same. And I think that that's where it is. Like, you can't just look at the stat sheet and say things like, and I'm saying you, because I know you don't. I'm just saying generally like, oh, well, there's such and such got this many points. It's how you get them, right? Yeah. And when the, when the ball starts sticking uh, uh, again, that's where you start running into that issue because that fluidity that we had where you never know who the offense is going to come from because, hell, we had games where Pat went off in quarters for like six to eight points in the quarters. Like, yep. who expected that? And I think so. the the problem is, right, you had too many guys on the court who, one, first off, the, the return of Javon Carter. I know Hayes had to be losing his mind. First of all, yeah. you can't return off one game. He got to do it for at least three. We've hey, listen, the return. Three. The return of Javon Carter. But it was it was one yeah, of those have you ever things where much Javon Carter looks like Big Kev? Hey, bro. Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, hey. Listen, Big Kev is bigger than Javon Carter. That's all you need to know about how small yeah. Javon Man, not, Carter is. And not just a little bit. We're talking, right. he got he got about, oh, yeah, he, a half a foot on Javon yeah. Carter. Yeah, good yeah. job. Good job. That was going to yeah. get sketchy there with you. Yeah. But, uh, no, I just, I look at things like that, right, where you see guys who their numbers look good, who they're scoring, but then you look at the defensive end and you go, oh, okay, you were kind of bad out there, right? And those are the guys that kind of got us out of that game in that second half. And I just think... It, it it went back to people who didn't know what their roles were. And with trying to work Zach Levine back into the lineup, you're trying to figure out what your role is again because now Zach has this massive role on the team. Not only is he a scorer, but he's proving to be a really good defender for the Bulls coming up in, the, in, in these last few games where he's been starting, right? The back-to-back versus Charlotte and, uh, um, you know, the, the Warriors game, the Spurs game. And so now we're relying so much on him again because he's back on the floor. We have to do... We have to work our game around his, which is fine. But I just think there's too many people to try and work around when now you have when when before you had we're just going with the hot hand because that's the only thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if Patrick Williams is hot tonight, keep giving the ball to P. Will. He's knocking down the trade ball. Keep kicking the ball to and, and listen, Billy Donovan's still gonna have his moments where like we just look at him at the end of the game and go, why didn't you keep giving him the basketball? But since the since the 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 duo of Demar Derozan and Zach Levine have been reunited in the starting lineup, uh, we have had almost every game where we go. So why isn't Kobe White shooting the ball in the second half? Like that that to me is the entire dynamic of the team changing. And Kobe kind of saying, "Listen, if they got to go and get them the ball." Now again, like you said, in the Spurs game, very different. But for most of these games here, we watched. Kobe White just kind of disappear and he's gone into the half, usually being the highest point getter. Yeah. So you got, I think that it's what we talked about before. You almost have to trade guys away for Billy Donovan to be forced into being a better coach. It sounds dumb to say, but like it doesn't, but it, it makes sense because we saw it, right? We saw it when Zach went down, like ha- forcing Billy Donovan to get more creative as far as like working more wrinkles in for different players because you don't have those the gravity of players that can get you 20 easily and things like that. It, it definitely forces Billy's hand and be a little bit more creative. We talked about before uh, this was over a year ago, insulating the roster against Billy Donovan. We did that through injury, not through purpose. It's funny. It's 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 sad, bro, because it, it feels like the theme of Chicago because 
when uh, Luke Getze decided to just have one running back run the football more is literally because Deontay Foreman couldn't go. That's very <laughs> accurate as well. <laughs> like, like when the boy, when the Bears were forced to throw the football downfield, it's literally just because Cole Komet was out and DJ Moore was our only option. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. It's sad, man. but it's a, it's a Chicago thing, man. Sometimes they get pigeonholed into uh, into being better. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy that you got a word that way that's wild oh man before you get into this final topic man we got to talk where we're talking about lonzo ball's injury yet again lonzo wait we remember remember those 35 games those were fun those were fun games but those first we got to tell you guys about fan duel the nfl regular season is wrapping up the playoffs are here and so there's still time to get in on the action with fan duel america's number one sports book right now new customers can get a $150 bonus bet guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. Uh, you can find new bets in the Explorer tab. You can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this right now. This will be the last time that we talk about Lonzo Ball until he gets back on a basketball court and practices for the Chicago Bulls because I'm done. I'm done. But two years officially as of yesterday since Lonzo Ball went down with his injury against the Golden State Warriors, surprisingly enough, in the same game that Zach Levine went down in as well. Um, and over that time, we've gotten two 68-week timelines, um, uh, what, three-month timeline that didn't get hit. And finally, the Bulls just said, basically, he'll be back when he can be back. When you look back at it, and you know what? I don't even want to reminisce about those 35, because I'm so tired of people romanticizing what that 35 game. The Bulls play damn good basketball. Do not get me wrong. But there are some people who really thought we were about to be a championship contender based off that. And that team had some big flaws. People just forget the big flaws that still were on that team because we were number one team in the East. Yeah, and we had played nobody important at that point. But anyway, when you look at the last two years, what they meant for Lonzo Ball and just what could have been, what do you, what do you think, Pat? Um, <laughs> I I think of a, a player that you just hope he's able to get his career back. I, that's where I'm at with Lonzo at this point. It's it's pointless to romanticize the 35 games, like you said. And and yes, you can think about the what could have been, but what could have been is gone. Uh, what do they say? Is better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. There y'all go. You got your 35 games, Alonzo. Remember it fondly. Uh, and and let's hope we can find another Alonzo. Like that's that's all it is at this point for me. I'm 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 not worried about what Alonzo Ball can bring to the team at this point since he's he's been out two full years, and you're you're in a. To me, you're in the same position. I mean, heck, we're on pace to win forty-one games at most if we keep playing with the winning pace we have. We're really on pace to win 38 games. But if we keep playing like we're playing, we can win 41. Like, that's not good enough. And Lonzo Ball coming back will not fix that. <laughs> not not the Lonzo Ball is going to come back. It will not. So, um, and that's just what people have to realize. Like, I still see people in comments like, just wait till Lonzo's back. Listen, when Lonzo ba comes back, he would be 
over. Keep in mind, the season doesn't start until September. That's another nine months. That's three years basically yep. away from basketball. Yeah, he's, it's he's not, not going to be the same Lonzo. And he only has one year left on his contract. So, like, do not expect Lonzo Ball to come back and be Lon the Lonzo Ball that you saw when he left. It's just not going to happen. And so, because of that, like, I hope that he's able to get his career back. Don't, and don't mistake my words. I hope that Lonzo can defy the odds, come back, and have a Sean Livingston at the minimum of return in the NBA. Hopefully. At the minimum. Like I said, at the bad. minimum. It's not bad. But if you're expecting Lonzo to come back and all of a sudden start making this team work again, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much a done deal at this point to me. I mean, like I I like I've said, I would love to see Lonzo get back on the court, but at this point, like I'm I'm in the mindset of can he be some kind of player coach? Can he be somebody who's a different set of eyes? Are you bringing him back kind of like if I'm bringing him back for minimal money and, you know, get out there and run every now and then, bring him back in a UD role because I would love to have his mind on the team. I would love to have, you know, his his input on what he's seeing on the team. But he's he's probably not ready for that. You know what I mean, like we're we're heading into I mean, heck, we're heading into a, a portion of the season now where we still haven't even decided on using his disabled player exception. And we probably won't. Right. But like. I'm I'm I've moved so far past Lonzo Ball because of the time that's passed. If he's able to come back, great. If he's not, I thank you for coming through Chicago and giving us 35 games. It was fun. <laughs> and that's basically what it just boils down to. Like the time here was fun. Like, don't get me wrong, it was great to see. Uh I loved the way that we played. I love Lonzo. Like, like I said, there, there it's been very few things over the last eight years of being a Bulls fan that was more exciting than when Lonzo started getting in rhythm and he would do that dumb thing where he would make a big shot and bounce off one leg and do the guitar thing. Like, it was great to see. It was fun as a Bulls fan to see. But you got to let those moments go. You know what the worst thing you could do is go down memory lane and keep thinking what could have been. I do, it all, I do it once a year with Derrick Rose. I don't know if you saw my Derrick Rose nostalgia post. I do it once a year. But sometimes, at some point, you just got to let it go. Listen, just like the Dallas Cowboys need to do, just let Bro. it go. Just let it go. It's over. Uh, hey, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love to another episode of Locked On Bulls. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love, man. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at Locked on Bulls. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as the Odyssey app and YouTube. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.